together this week on The Swear Wolves, we discuss the 2000 Japanese horror film, Battle Royale. Werewolves. I'm Brett. I'm David. David. Hi, Brett. Hi. Hey. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? Long time no talk. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What's up with you? Anything new? New? No, just, uh, you know, spring training time in Arizona is kind of fun. So I'm going to a couple games this weekend. Got a concert I'm going to. Uh, a couple Diamondbacks. Or no, it's not even the Diamondbacks. I don't even know who's playing at the uh, spring training ones. And then uh, taking the wife to see Taylor Swift. That'll be fun. And then next mm. week, I'm going to see David Cross. Oh, the comedian. Yeah, that should be fun. I saw him. So you you talked to him, right? Yeah, I did. I felt like such a douche. <laughs> um, I saw him, Pat Oswald, and Brian Posehn uh, back in the 2004 election. Oh, yeah. They were That's coming cool. by and getting people to register to vote. Oh, that's cool. I like all those guys. Yeah, it was a good show. It was funny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to laughing. That was a million years ago. 2004, that was almost 20 years ago at this that's, point. That's nuts. David Cross looks like a grizzled old fucking man now. <laughs> he's he's old, old now. <laughs> well, he was, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like, he's not old, old, no, but no, he no. looks he He's got to be old. in his 50s. Yeah, I used to listen to his stand-up all the time, and I, I, we talked about my fandom of Mr. Show, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course he was show. on Arrested Development, and... Yeah, I'm fans of all of his work. The it's Alvin funny. and the Chipmunks movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Oh, uh, that's cool. That should be a lot of fun. I got, uh, I just got back. Well, in real, uh, well, I'm going to talk about real time here. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about the fictitious future that yeah. this will come out in this whole time conundrum and everything. But I just got back from Monster Mania uh, last Super weekend. Super jealous. Which was right outside of Philadelphia in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Got to meet uh, probably the one person I've wanted to meet for the longest time. That was yeah. Jersey Mike and uh, <laughs> and his sister Christina were there. They came up and uh, met up with my wife, uh, whose also name is Christina. That's how it's easy to remember her name. But uh, uh, I'm meeting my wife's name. And um, they came up and met up with us while we were in line for rose mcgowan and i got a chance to chat with him in person Very see cool. him size him up you're like oh you're you're taller than i thought you'd be you're, you're smaller he's a, you're a lot uglier a than i am no he's not a little guy <laughs> i think he's the same height as me yeah he is a little guy um <laughs> but no i'm gonna meet up with them again both of them and uh my wife is coming with me as well to the new jersey horror con which is in atlantic city which is next weekend Lucky. in real time yeah yeah I don't have any shows until like late May, I think is my next one. So I'm living vicariously through you. <laughs> well, at Monster Mania, I got to meet Rose McGowan. Yeah, how was she? Which was really nice. She was very nice. Uh, I told her, I did tell her this, David, and you can ask my wife. I did tell her this. I said, I'm going to ask her. My friend was supposed to meet you in Las Vegas at uh, uh, Days of the Dead, but you had to cancel. And so he sent me his poster, and this is for him. And she goes, well, tell him that I'm very sorry I didn't get a chance to meet him. And I said, I will tell him that. He'll be very happy you said that. (laughs) Did you like exaggerate? Like he cried himself to sleep when he found out. He was inconsolable. Um, Well, I didn't get a lot of time with her. Number one, because I don't like wasting time. Especially when the lines are really, really long. It's like there's people that are waiting, and you've waited a long time. It's like you don't want to be that guy holding it all up. So the... So I will say this, the show started at five. We had tickets that let us in at four to the vendor area, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad we did because I actually got to see the vendor area last year when I went and saw David Arquette. I didn't get to see the vendor area because I was in line for David Arquette the entire time. This time was no exception. 
I was in line for Rose McGowan the entire time from five o'clock to almost 10 o'clock. So you got one full hour where you didn't really have a choice. Like you, you couldn't get, yes. cause they had the autographs were in a different area, right? Yes. Okay. That's cool. And so we got to roam around there a couple of times and then I was like, maybe we should go like line up and it was really cold. And where you had to line up, because it was like an outbuilding, where you had to line. I'm going to say this. Monster Mania, this is nothing against Monster Mania. Monster Mania, they do a fine job. The problem is the venue fucking sucks. Oh, it's a bummer. The venue sucks, and there's so many people. I feel like other shows have done it better. And there's not a lot else going on other than here's where people sign autographs. Here's where the vendors are. It's not like, oh, there's also a, a Q&A panel or anything like that. Yeah. Movie screenings and stuff like that. None of that going on. Yeah. There's not anything like that going on. So it's really just people are there to get autographs. Right. And Rose McGowan's a big one. I think that a lot of people want it, obviously. Yeah. 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 I expected her line was going to be super long for you. Sorry. The guy from Sons of Anarchy that Charlie Hunnam, who played... Uh, jacks uh mm-hmm. yeah i don't even know because i didn't i mean yes i saw the line start and form but he was in another part of the hotel and sure. he was like where david arquette was last year like way up in oh, the room okay. by himself and then the undertaker was going to be there and that was fucking ridiculous too see that kind of surprises me i mean obviously he's, he's popular but like maybe i underestimated his popularity i think you i think you have my friend <laughs> the undertaker uh and he was late he didn't show up till eight o'clock. The show stopped at 10. Oh, fuck. But he was like, I'm going to stay until everybody's done. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, cool. Because his plane was delayed. But anyway, got in line for her at around five o'clock. It was like, oh, I was going to say it was cold outside. So you'd have to line up outside to mm. get into this outbuilding. And it was cold and raining. And I'm like, fuck that. I am not going to line up outside. I'm going <laughs> to wait till they start letting people in. So I waited till they let people in, went in there. We got in line and the line was super long. It was about 9.15, 9.20-ish that we actually got her. Yeah, yeah, that's a long Maybe wait. closer to 9.30. So it was about four and a half hours of waiting in that fucking line. <laughs> it was brutal, dude. It, it was sucks, fucking man. brutal. Thank you for getting my shit signed, though. I still want to... Yeah, no uh, hopefully, I'll get a chance to meet her. I know she's doing a show out in California, uh, I think in September or October. So I yeah, might go to that doing one. doing that creepy con. Yeah. As I was getting her autograph, right, this is what I was like, right almost to her, Adrian Barbeau's table was right next to her. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to meet her. And then the, the final girls from Friday the 13th, uh, one, two, four, and five were in the same room. And I was like, oh, I got to meet them. So my wife goes, why not? And I hadn't brought their posters in because I was like, oh, I'm going to do the scream stuff first. Go put their posters away. Right. Go get the other ones. So my wife goes, why don't you run out real quick, get those posters so we can just not waste any time. Mm-hmm. I was like, good plan. Ran out, got them, came back, had the posters. I'm looking at Adrian Barbo's table. I'm like, all right, probably another 10, 15 minutes. We'll, we'll be up to the front of this line. Just scoot on over there. Adrian Barbo packed it in for the night. She was like, oh, well, <laughs> nobody else is here for me. So I'm going to leave for the evening. And I was like, fuck. Oh, I almost said something to her. I almost said like, can you wait 10 minutes? I will be right there. I just got to finish this up. Sign my friend's Escape from New York poster, please. She probably would have waited. Uh, she's such a sweetheart. But uh, I figured she does a lot of these shows. Yeah, I'll get her at some point. Amy Steele from Friday 13th Part 2. I had to get on our April Fool's Day yeah posters actually um and i also had another friday 13th part two poster that i had gotten in between the times that i met her and uh, i'm always like a fucking weirdo when i'm talking to her like seemingly i'm like yeah you kind of fanboy fanboy a little bit um melanie kinnaman from part five 13th part five she was there such a nice woman. And as she was leaving, I was waiting in Adrian King's line because Adrian King's line was a little long mm-hmm. and it was long primarily not. I mean, she's popular and stuff, but primarily it was long because she, Adrian King takes a lot of time talking with people, right? She is super sweet. I'll get to her in a second, but Melanie Kinnaman, when she was leaving for the night, uh, she saw that I was standing in line and she was like, Oh, it's so nice meeting you. Thank you very much. And I was like, Oh, cool. Hey, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) No, she was, she was really nice. Um, very, very tiny. Yeah. Those pictures you sent, she looked petite. Kimberly Beck was there too. 
And I had met her. You sent me your poster anyway, but you already had her autograph. So <laughs> I felt so I stupid. I was like, poster. oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's uh, she was there, but I had already met her. And so I was like, oh, there she is. But she came out and she was talking to some people who were waiting in line with uh, for Adrian King. And uh, she like kind of included me in the conversation. Do you know that she was in the movie Marnie? Really? She was, the Hitchcock she movie? Alfred Hitchcock directed her in that, and I think she did an episode of uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents uh, that, that is he awesome. might have directed. That's cool. Yeah, I so she was that. talking about that and how she has memories of sitting on his lap and him talking to her, like, and he was like the nicest guy in the world. Not cre- not in a creepy way, like in a like, oh, this is my uncle. I'm- That's super cool. So yeah, so she was there, and then of course Adrian King and Adrian King uh, got her on our original one sheets, to which she was like, "These are original. These like, are like, I know." I was like, yeah. So she goes, I'm going to be very careful with these. And I was like, yeah, sure. So she signed yours. And then she sneezed on it and she went, oh, sorry. I don't remember what color. I think I had her just do it. It's it's either in silver on black or black on white. Whatever it was, it was pretty like, quote unquote, basic. Yeah. That's Um, the way to go. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But for mine, she was like, where do you want? And I was like, I don't really care. I was like, you could sign it. I still didn't have her say personalize it but i was like you can do whatever and so she goes how about red and so she did red like kind of right in the center yeah does it look badass it looked pretty rad i haven't looked at it since i got home though so i wonder how good it looks <laughs> i should probably pull it like this is hot pink all right yeah or or it all smudged when yeah. i hold it up <laughs> no i should probably pull those out tonight yeah do they're it. still all in the tube because i was like well, i don't know i i gotta oh i gotta fucking put them away Mm-hmm. shitty thing though mm-hmm. this is another thing that i hate about mad monsters so we're in this building right christina my wife is waiting with me for adrian king and like i said she's taking her time which is great thing stops at 10 and at 10 o'clock i guess they were having like a vip party in there okay so they were like kind of hey starting to move a little quicker pick it up so my wife's like shit the vendors are gonna stop at 10 also and i want she wanted to buy something she saw this pair of sweatpants that she wanted to buy um, that had like ghost face on them or whatever. So I go, why don't you just go get them real quick? And then you just come back and I, I might even be done before you. Well, she goes out there. She buys them. They wouldn't let her back in the building. <laughs> that sucks. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I told her that my husband was in there and she goes, well, he'll be done eventually. <laughs> that's <laughs> kind of bullshit. Like, fucking bitch. Yeah, that's awful. So that was that though. That's Monster Mania. It was a good time. We only went there the one day, and we spent the night there, and then uh, drove home the next day. Yeah, that's cool, though. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm going to be going back to Monster Mania anytime uh, soon. I mean, I guess it all depends on who they have as guests. Don't they have another show coming up, like in Maryland or something? In Maryland, which is equally as far or as close, I should say, as this show is. In fact, I think it's a little bit closer, like oh, nice. mileage-wise. David Arquette's going to be there. I saw that, yeah. I saw that he got added. But you're like, yeah, been there, done that. Yeah, Marley Shelton's going to be there, though. Oh, that's cool. Mm. So, I'm not going, though, David. So <laughs> I'll keep my Scream 5 poster right where it's at. Scream 5 poster, you fucking get it. <laughs> Although Christina Ricci is going to be there, too. And I was kind of like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. cool to meet her. New Jersey Horror Con, though, is coming up next weekend. Got a couple of people to meet there. Tom McLaughlin's going to be there uh, Friday 13th, part six. So I'll have an update afterwards. And I'm staying the whole weekend. Noise. That show is kind of like the lesser of the two shows, though. Like the lineup is kind of like. Yeah, I think you're good. only getting. I think you're getting like two things for me, two or three. But yeah, yeah. be cool. You can just walk around and hang out. Count all the money you're saving. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to be in Atlantic City. So maybe I'll sit down at a slot machine and hit it big, David. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's not going to work. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to mention something else. I uh, went to a flea market. Well, not a flea market, uh, an antique antique store. There's yeah. a lot of those around here. Went to an antique store with my son, and uh, he comes running up to me, and he's like, Dad, Dad. And he shows me, and he found um, all three Indiana, well, I, there's four of them, but the first three Indiana Jones movies on VHS. Oh, that's cool. He goes, they're only a dollar each. I want to buy them. And I'm like, okay. I go, but we don't have a VHS player. And he goes, well, we should get one. And I was like, you're damn right we should. So we looked around and I bought a VHS player. Awesome. And right next to the VHS player that I got, there was a copy of John Carpenter's Elvis on VHS. Really? But it was like a bootleg copy. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because it was like made for TV, right? Yeah, it was a made for TV movie. But I was like, I gotta buy this. Like, yeah. I'm a John Carpenter fan. I'm a Kurt Russell fan. Um, so I bought it. I put it into play. It plays fine, but uh, I think they they like, oh fuck, Elvis is on, and they started recording because it's not <laughs> but, like quite the getting cut off. That's funny. But I remember watching that movie when I was a little guy. I never, I, I've never young. seen it. Like yeah, when that come out, like seventy nine. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like right after he died. They're like, oh shit, we need a movie. Carpenter, <laughs> get on this. He's like, all right. <laughs> How much are you going to pay me? They're like, you just directed Halloween. You could do an Elvis biopic, yeah. right? I'm in. <laughs> so that was that. But um, in other news, David, and this will lead in eventually to the movie that uh-huh. we're discussing today. I know people are like, what the fuck? Doesn't, don't these guys review movies? Are, nope. Isn't this a horror podcast? Not today, bitch. Something happened. Something magical very magical i was on my way to uh the monster mania and i checked my email at some point i stopped and checked my email or some shit and i got a notification that there is going to be a pulp fiction pinball machine indeed so i've been kicking around the idea of getting a new pinball machine i i used to have pinball machines like david does i used to collect them and i sold them all and i'm kind of glad i did because i moved across the country and that would have been a bitch to move but i have like been toying with the idea now you have the halloween pinball machine that's out currently and i was like well i could get one of those it's a that's a really good one there's also foo fighters pinball machine that just got released yeah, that looks, looks really cool. badass and so i was toying with that then I get the email that Pulp Fiction pinball machine, and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> your your penis I, flutter a little bit in your pants. Pants a get bit. a little got a little tighter. In a little bit, they they got a little wet, <laughs> and that wasn't pee, David. That wasn't pee. <laughs> so I said to my wife, "I go, they're coming out with a Pulp Fiction pinball machine." She goes, "Oh shit!" So Monday they were gonna do this past Monday they were gonna do the big reveal of it. All day Monday, I'm sitting here. Yeah, they're going to post a video. I'm East Coast time, and I'm like, all right, when are they going to do this? They seem to always release this shit on West Coast time. So because of daylight saving time, I'm three hours different now. Uh, Well, I guess I've always been three hours different, but I'm three hours different from you uh, now. And, uh, you know, so time goes by, time goes by. And at about four o'clock East Coast time. I see that they have a video. Now, I must have been one of the first people because I went to at four o'clock, like every hour on the hour. I'd go refreshing. To their, yeah. Yeah. And I would go to their um, YouTube channel. This is Chicago Gaming Company mm-hmm. who's uh, producing it. I'd go to their YouTube channel and I would refresh it. And at four o'clock, boom, it came up. Did you go? <gasps> and I think I was one of the f- first people to watch it. Neat. So I watched it. I went to a website that I know sells and put a deposit down <laughs> like right away right away on, on the, the mac limited, daddy version too limited edition one which uh yeah, i mean it's limited there's a thousand of them how limited is that but they did quote, sold unquote, out. sell out yeah so and there's people online now who are like i'll buy your spot yeah and you're like fuck you <laughs> they're like i'll buy your spot and give you extra money for that yeah, and i was like, like nah, bro hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so but uh, very excited that that movie's coming or that pinball machine's coming out. It looks awesome. Like I love how they went like, in, uh, intentionally old school. Like it looks like it came out like late seventies, early eighties. It's got a definite rule set that is more modern. Yeah. They they published the the like manual. I saw that. Pretty cool. So you can go through and read all the different modes and whatnot. So there's a lot to the game. And I know this isn't horror related, but it will get there eventually. But Pulp Fiction is like one of my favorite movies. We talked about the kangaroo and the watch uh, yep. not that long ago. The the autographed script that I have uh, that hasn't really been authenticated, but I mean, it looks real. Uh, we talked <laughs> about like just I'm such a fan well, of that movie. you got autographed posters of uh, Death Proof and uh, Planet Terror, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You well, got, Quentin Tarantino, well, you got Tarantino on, on the Death Proof one. Yeah. That's cool. I do. And he's like my my favorite director, filmmaker, yeah. screenwriter of all time. I listened to his podcast uh, with Roger Avery, uh, the Video Archives podcast. And I just totally dig it. And I'm just so 
hyped up about it that I was like, fuck this. This is the one I'm getting. And uh, it looks pretty good. It looks like a good pinball machine. Good art. It's got callouts from the movie. It's got like 300 callouts from the movie and it's got five songs from the soundtrack. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. There's going to be lots of like motherfuckers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. a blast. It'll, it curses. Yay. That's, always That's what people were worried about. They're like, I hope they didn't censor it. Like well, you can put a mode it? on yeah, it. No, then it wouldn't be Pulp Fiction. No, it wouldn't be. And I guess Tarantino had a lot to say about that because they first presented him with an idea because he's like, I want a pinball machine. So he, he, he essentially wanted, like commissioned a pinball machine, right? And that's kind of how it started. That's how it started. And then they came up with an idea and he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I don't want it to be one of this modern shit. I don't want to have LCDs. I don't want to have anything. He goes, I want it to look like something from back. Like people were like saying like oh pulp fiction it's ambiguous on when it takes place and i'm like is it like no i don't know they have cell phones and modern cars say, like, it, it feels very 90s to me very 90s but he's a 70s kind of eight early 80s type of yeah. kid right back when he played pinball that's what he would have wanted i yeah, guess makes sense brings us to the horror element of this david i was talking to you about this and you're like well we should talk about this on the p- podcast obviously that you got this pulp fiction pinball machine and you're like what is a movie that Quentin Tarantino really likes? That's a horror movie. Yeah, to transition. To transition. And I looked it up a little bit because I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, he's not known to be like, oh, I'm a huge horror fan. I mean, he's friends with Eli Roth. Eli Roth is like the horror guy, right? Well, it's like he's, think- a, he's a fan of horror movies, but he's just a fan of movies. Yes, he's a fan of movies. And so I'm like, well, I don't know. And he, we already did Death Proof. We already did, uh, I guess, Planet Terror is something yeah, he's, he's associated yeah. with from Dust Till Dawn. We've already reviewed those movies. Right. So I look up and I find a movie that I actually wanted to review is one of his favorite movies of all time. Not just horror films. And I guess, you know, it's horror adjacent, but it's not just horror films. It's like one of his favorite movies of all time. And that movie is the 2000 film Battle Royale. Yeah. Had you ever seen this movie? Uh, yes. Uh, not only have I seen it, I own it on Blu-ray. Oh, look at, look at you. Yeah, I saw it shortly after it came out. I didn't see it in theaters, but I, I saw it real early on. Um, but it had been a very long time since I'd watched it. I didn't see it when it first came out, and I ha- also haven't seen it in a long time, but I did see it. Okay, cool. Years ago. So I kind of knew what happened. I mean, It took a minute. Like I was like, Yeah, oh, there were things that I was like, oh, I remember that. And then there were other things like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Now, I watched, I don't own it on Blu-ray. I'm sure you watched the Blu-ray. You know what? Um, I took the easy way out. I was like, ah, the, it's, the shelf is way over there. I see it's on Tubi. Uh, and sometimes <laughs> I like watching stuff on Tubi because when it goes to a commercial break, it gives me a chance to catch up on my notes. So I was like, I'm just going to watch yeah. it through there. So good. So we both watched the same version, like the special we edition. We both watched the same version, the Tubi version. Okay, that's good. All right. Battle Royale. Let's talk about this Japanese film that was released December 16th in the year 2000. In the year 2000. <laughs> In the year 2000, a movie called Battle Royale is going to come out. <laughs> God damn. I was, I was writing my notes and I was like, that was 23 fucking years ago. <laughs> How was that possible? Yeah, it's like time keeps uh, getting faster. It's like it skips. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, did you ever see that movie Click? Yes. Okay. Adam Sandler, he can like fast forward through stuff and the guy's like, wait, just be careful. Uh, I don't know if it's Morgan Freeman, but it should have been Christopher uh, Walken. I think, right? Is it Christopher Walken? I, I think but so. he's like, just be careful. Like if you fast forward, just be careful. If you fast forward. <laughs> I had this watch up my ass. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, I forgot to, Oh, time out real quick. Yeah. So, you know, I, a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, podcast time, uh, I, I did my Linnea Quigley impersonation, like if she was in uh, Pinocchio. Right. I have a new I have a new impersonation. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. This is Owen Wilson <laughs> Ooh, being yeah. surprised by something. <laughs> wow. 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 Yep. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I went through a phase where I was doing the Owen Wilson wow all the time. I just walk around. Oh wow. Wow. I guess that's a wow. thing. Like he says it in a lot of movies. Dude, every movie. Oh wow. 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 But now here's the converse to this. You can also do it. That's a Holly Hunter being surprised by something. Wow. <laughs> they kind of <laughs> have the same yeah, voice. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Christopher Walken tells uh, Adam Sandler, you know, don't press fast forward too much because it'll start like just fucking skipping. Yep. That's what I feel like time has done. Yeah. 
Dude, that's a like, movie that when it came out, it's like, this movie looks fucking dumb. And I still don't remember if I liked it, but I remember I was like, this movie's kind of surprisingly uh, touching. Yeah, click. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it was better than I thought it would be. It was better than Jack and Jill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was better than Little Nicky. I, I remember Little Nicky came out and I was like, God, I really, this movie's going to be awesome. And then I saw it and I was like, this movie sucks. Never saw that one, but I think that was like the, the beginning of like his kind of downward trajectory for a while. Yeah. Now, I mean, now he's like a, like a good actor, actor. Well, I mean, he, he, he does good punch. and bad stuff now. He mixes it up, yeah. keeps us on our toes. But like he does dramatic roles. Like yeah, yeah. he does. Um, Uncut gems. Uncut gems. Uncut gems. <laughs> December 16th in the year 2000, uh, what was the number one movie in the theater? So that's Christmas time. Um, I went with The Family Man with Nicolas Cage. Dude, that, that's a good movie, too. That's one of those uh, touching, touching surprising yeah. like fantasy yeah. movies, right? That wasn't the number one movie. Can you hear that train in the background? I did hear something. <laughs> I, thought it was, I just thought you farted or there was a goose in your house or something. That's a train coming through town. It's barreling down. Your house isn't built on the tracks, right? Are we good to continue? <laughs> Hold on. I got to just step back so it can get through. <laughs> so it can pass. Uh, no, the number one movie was a movie. I, I don't know if I saw this. What Women Want. Oh, okay. Yeah. With Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. I did see that in the theater. That movie's ridiculous. <laughs> what is that movie? It's like Mel Gibson slips in the bathroom or something and bangs his head and suddenly he can hear women's thoughts. And at first he uses it you know, to his advantage uh, to take advantage of women and get what he wants. But of course. Of course, there's an epiphany and he realizes yeah. he was wrong. Yeah. And then we all end up better for it. Yeah, well, Mel Gibson's a piece of shit. He's a fucking... I fucking yeah. hate that guy. He's the worst. And Helen Hunt, meh. Yeah, I don't mind Helen Basic. Hunt. She's a basic bitch. <laughs> All right. Basic bitches. Number one song. I'll give you a hint. Okay. The The number one movie was What Women Want. The number one song has to deal with women. Okay. Well, that's kind of every song. Not what they want. It's not what they want. Well, I guess they want it in a certain... Thing. <laughs> I went. Well, this is probably not it then. I went with In Sync. It's gonna be May. It's gonna be May. You know what I loved about this time period in history? Hmm. Um, uh, besides when, uh, besides the fact that I was 23 years younger than I am now, <laughs> but it was. Uh, I had my own apartment, like by myself, and I'd go home and I'd just put on MTV and I'd watch like music videos and making the video and all oh, that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. I remember the it's making the video me. of, and yeah, then they would, then that. they'd have the premiere like right after. Yeah. 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 Or VH one behind the music, yeah. behind the music, vanilla ice, anything like that. Like I loved this time period in, in, in my life because it was just so like, I don't know. MTV was different back then, David. It was, that was kind of towards the end of that it era. It was, it was the, it was the beginning of the end. Yeah. 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 But, it was still, it was still music videos. Yeah, just not nearly as many. Another m music video that played a lot during that time was the one. Uh, you were wrong, by the way. Um, <laughs> Shocker. Independent. Oh yeah, Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. Uh, independent women from the movie Charlie's Angels. Yep. Oh, Girl, the women, I didn't know you could get down like that. Yep. Charlie, how your angels can get down like. And the and the song opens up. It's like, um, Lucy Lou. And then it's like, uh, what does it say? Drew B, Drew B, Cameron D, and Destiny. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the women independent. Throw, throw your, your hands, hands up, up at me. So that one played a lot. Uh, let's see, Battle Royale. Uh, written by Kenta Fukasaku. Listen, um, I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I, I am not by any stretch of the imagination Japanese nor do I know how to speak Japanese so some of these names I'm going to say probably mispronouncing it two weeks in a row that we're doing a, a foreign film we're so cultured <laughs> I don't mean any disrespect no. if I mispronounce them okay so I'm not trying to do that on purpose but there's a lot of Japanese names in here because it's a Japanese film uh, Kenta Fukasaku based on the book Battle Royale by Kushin Takami. This movie was directed by Kenji Fukasaku with music by Masamichi Amano. I think I did pretty good with well, that. Very, very good. Yeah. I am not going to go through the cast of P 
people, like who played who, uh, except for to say that Chayaki Kuriyama is one of the actresses, and she is in this movie. She plays Takako, but she, um, or uh, Chigusa, is, I guess who they, what they call her, but she was Gogo in Kill Bill. I know. Look which at was that. Directed Another connection. Quentin Tarantino. Look at that. I guess Tarantino really liked this movie. Yeah, so it makes sense. And then cast her. Yeah. Runtime of this movie is 113 minutes. When we talk about these characters, by the way, I'll probably just say the main guy, the main girl, the teacher, (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. The runtime of this movie is 113 minutes. I my runtime was longer than that. I say we watched the special edition or whatever. It was like just a a hair over two hours, I think. Two hours and like two minutes or something. Yeah. Budget for the movie was four and a half million dollars. What do you think this movie made worldwide? Uh, it's so hard with with uh, foreign films, but I, I, I know it did well. I mean, it did well enough to get a U.S. release. Um, I'm sure it was huge in Japan. So I'm going to go fifty million. Thirty point six million. Uh, okay, that's still you overshot it a little bit. It still made money. That's good for them. Yeah, and that's an estimate. That's an estimate. So um, I have something. I'm going to do uh, uh, just the facts, mm. but I have a clip, a little Tarantino soundbite, if you will, mm. of him talking on his latest episode of his podcast about people that just read stuff from IMDb. <laughs> Normally, I don't like to mention facts that are on IMDb because you basically don't listening to the show for us to repeat fucking IMDb. Yeah, well, people so, so listen you, to my so show. So what'd you find <laughs> on uh, IMDb, Brett? <laughs> Please tell me more. People listen to our show just to listen to us regurgitate facts from IMDb, Quentin. Our listeners never learn to read. Sorry. Sorry I don't have every fucking movie on VHS and know every goddamn thing (laughs) about every fucking thing, right? Sorry I'm just a guy who works a day job and does a podcast. Uh, I'm not Quentin Tarantino where I have a screening room so I can show my 16 millimeter or 35 millimeter prints of movies that I have in my fucking collection. Apology not accepted. But I love you, Quentin. Here's the first fact. Uh, a lot of members of the Japanese parliament tried to get the novel banned, mm. but it didn't work. Good. And then when the movie was released, they tried to get that banned, but it didn't work. And in fact, the converse happened yeah people uh, wanted to see it probably like oh it became way more popular so what happens you try to kill art yeah exactly fuckers this is one of the top 10 highest grossing films ever in japan really awesome Mm -hmm. as of when that fact was written i don't know (laughs) (laughs) imdb doesn't get updated a lot uh an american remake was in development for many years and then the hunger games came out oh i say was uh, it called the hunger games (laughs) <laughs> Tarantino said uh, that he wishes he would have directed Battle Royale like the original. He's like, that's a movie that I wish I, wish I would I have been made. able to di- yeah. direct. Uh, he goes, but uh, the Hunger Games came out in the U.S. and uh, they basically, well, he goes, they did rip off Battle Royale. Yeah, I guess they did. Anyway, uh, none of the cast had any stunt doubles. Oh, cool. not even the lead. That's not even awesome. the lead guy. Yeah. And then um, more recently, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Fortnite Battle Royale. Those games are both pretty much just based on this movie. If you've ever played those games, yep, makes sense. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is kind of the more serious version of Fortnite Battle Royale. Yeah. Have you ever played Fortnite? I've not, but I've I've seen it. I'm familiar. My son used to play it all the time. He doesn't play it much anymore. He's he's older now, but when he was younger, he was like Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> play Fortnite. He's like, I asked him, I go, have you played it recently? He goes, I log in there every once in a while and play it. He goes, but I suck compared to the people that play it all the time now. All right. What's this movie about? I mean, it's a pretty easy movie to describe, David. It really is. If you had to describe it, what would you say? Oh man, so much pressure. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is kind of Hunger Games. So it's like, basically like the the economy is completely collapsed. The world's gone to shit. Uh, juvenile delinquency is way up. So the government comes up with this program where every year they take a group of kids they put them on an island, and only one person can survive. So basically, it's a battle to the death. And if they yep. work together, and like, uh, if, if there's anything other than one survivor, they all die. So you got to fight yeah. to the death. Like, there's no peace. 
Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you hit all the high points on this. Think of an island and it's got a grid, right? So it's got quadrants or not quadrants. I guess it would be more than quadrants, but it's got a grid. Yeah. Different sections. Laid out in sections. And so it's like uh, A1, A2, A3, B1, B2, B3. It's like Battleship, if you will. And every six hours, they'll announce over the loudspeakers, all right, at six o'clock, section B2. If you're in that section, you're going to die because they all have these necklaces on. Yeah, it's just like, get out. <laughs> that they can blow up. Yep. And your head explodes. Yeah. And if you tamper with the necklace, it blows up as well. Yep. Your head explodes. <laughs> yep. You do anything to that necklace, your head fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah. We get a little demonstration at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's called the BR Act, Battle Royale Act, I guess. And these, uh, the government has implemented this, like David said, because all these kids are shit dicks. Um, they're all assholes. Yeah, pretty much. And they all think they run everything. Yep. That'll teach them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make them kill each other. Man, and 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 they don't know that they've been selected for it. Like, all of a sudden, they just wake up and they're there. Before this happens, however, we get a little bit of a backstory. There's a there's a teacher. Do you recognize that teacher? What was he from? Did you ever watch... Uh, it, it's originally a Japanese uh, show called Takeshi's Castle, but it was, re- it was re-released in America as MXC, Most Extreme Elimination <laughs> Challenge. Yes! That's, that's Vic Romano. That's the host. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd seen him somewhere. Yeah. And I looked at his film and I was like, oh, he was in Johnny Mnemonic, but I don't remember that movie that well. Like, yeah, oh, he's I an MXC. MXC, Most Extreme Challenge. That was one of the greatest fucking shows ever created. It's on Amazon, I think, still. Uh, every it once is. in a while, I'll pop it in and stream it and laugh my ass off. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> likewise. That's a great show. There was another show that I watched, not the comedic version, because the show that David and I are talking about is like a game show in Japanese, but it was overdubbed incorrectly. Yeah, dubbed into English, and they completely changed everything they said and, and made it uh, really offensive, but hilarious. <laughs> Think of uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, but yeah. for a game show. Yeah, just awesome. But they did another one, uh, the, the, is it called The Great Banzuki? Hmm. Did you ever see that? Mm-mm. It's this show where it's a Japanese game show where they do like these crazy stunts. Like you have to walk on your hands through this fucking obstacle course. And if you can get it, then you're the great Banzuki. Okay. Um, it's fucking awesome. I was showing it to my son one night. He's like, this is the greatest show ever. I was like, yes, it is. I'll have to look it up. I love shit like that. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> um, and that's not the only one. Like one of them is like one of the stunts. They, and each each episode is different stuff. Uh, one of them is like riding a unicycle. Okay. One of them is like walking on stilts. And you have to like do it like, oh, it's crazy shit, dude. That sounds fun. There's also this new show that we just watched. So Squid Games, uh, you've seen that on Netflix. But there's yeah. this show called physical 100 it's actually a korean it's not mm. japanese both of the squid games is korean also but um physical 100 is on netflix and it's an actual game show that's like the squid games you lose oh, cool. you're done you're dead they kill you they no kill you. they don't die <laughs> <laughs> it was a good it was a good show though uh okay there's this guy who's the teacher and uh the guy from mxc and uh he goes into class he's like sitting there looking at his chalkboard and on the chalkboard is written we didn't feel like coming to class today fuck you we're out of here <laughs> basically pretty much <laughs> and and he's like oh my uh, god and he sons of bitches and races it he's like Ugh. goes to leave one of one of his students comes in because she was uh she was actually locked in the bathroom <laughs> because she she's was getting like bullied. getting picked on yeah she comes in she's like sorry i'm late and then she realizes no one's in there and he just walks out as he walks out, this guy, his name is Nobu, he comes running around the corner, this fucking kid, with a butterfly knife and stabs his teacher in the butt. Yep, and then runs off. And then runs off laughing like a fucking dickwad. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Teacher's like, fuck this shit. I quit. Yep. Yep. He quit right after that. Our main character who's kind of doing the narration, his name is Shuya. And he was this guy's best friend, the guy that stabbed the teacher. Yeah, Nobu. Yeah. We find out Shuya's dad uh, has committed suicide. Okay, here's my question to this. Yeah. Shuya walks in in a flashback scene and sees his dad hanging there. Yeah. And his dad has, has hanged himself um, and left a note saying, like, Shuya, stay strong, you can do it, whatever, all this other kind of stuff. When his dad hanged himself, 
he fucking pulled his pants down. Why did he? Why I did he pull that too, his pants? But did he? He hung himself with his belt, right? So I took it as like his no, pants. No, he hung himself with the cord from the. Um, oh, that's right. Cord. Yeah, that's right. Because it had a little uh, outlet. It. You're right. Maybe he was jacking off. I don't think so because his underwear were still up. He's like, son, take these pants. You'll need them. <laughs> Like, so keep you warm. Like, I want to leave him with a lasting. Yeah. You're right, though. I didn't. I didn't think about that because I thought it was weird too at first. Like, why is he? Are his pants He's like? Down? Let me just like, put this noose around and pull my pants down. Okay, I'm ready to right, kill myself. It. It's like, is my dick in the flap? It's in the flap. All right. <laughs> I don't understand it. If someone could explain that to me, <laughs> maybe there's a maybe there's a reason why people are like, oh, I'm gonna pull my pants down. Maybe doubtful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Shuya and Nobu, they are, uh, friends from the foster homes or whatever. And, uh, they, it's not, it's now a year later. Right. And there's like this class trip, this like field trip to go play a basketball game, I guess. And Shuya's on the basketball team. And he's like, every girl loves this kid, this Shuya kid. He's like, this is a theme that'll come up throughout the entire movie. Everybody's in love with everybody. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, the object of Shuya's eye, and equally as much the object of her eye, is Noriko. Uh, yeah, Noriko. I think that's how you say it. And then the best friend also has a thing for Noriko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not really a love triangle because Shuya hasn't made it known that. Yeah, it's like he a secret her. crush. Yeah. Same thing with the other guy. Uh, no, the other guy did tell Shuya that. Oh, but no, but he didn't tell the girl. Oh, he didn't tell the girl. No. Yeah. So they're all on this field trip. They're coming home from this basketball game that they won. They're like, yeah, final four, bitches. And uh, they're like, you know, all this other kind of shit. And they're having a great old time. They have a new teacher. And the teacher's like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, playing. kids. Rock, <laughs> um, paper, scissors. You know, and all this other kind of stuff. And then, boom. They go into a tunnel. And then that's it. And then all of a sudden, we w- they wake up. Uh, well, Shuya wakes up. He's the only person who's awake. Uh, yep. But he's, he was asleep, but he wakes up in this bus. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And some woman comes up with a baton or whatever and clocks him over the head. Yeah. And this woman has a gas mask on. So like they all got gas. Yeah, they got so gas in that tunnel. So she knocks him out. And then when they all actually eventually wake up, they're in a classroom. And they're like, what's going on in here? Someone give us answers. And they got um, the, this is where they got the, the necklaces on or the collars. And they're like, huh? Yep. Old teacher strolls in. Yeah, fucking Vikramano himself. <laughs> that was his <laughs> name on the show, right? Vikramano. Vikramano. Yeah, that was one of the guys. Like there were two of them. I can't remember the other guy's name. But uh, he comes in and they're like, oh, uh, what the fuck? You're back? And he's like, yeah, you're all surprised to see me, huh? Well, I got a new job. It was Vikramano. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> I had to finish that thought because uh, the other one was Kenny Blankenship. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's like, you guys are surprised to see me, right? You guys are surprised to see me. You guys thought my name was Vic. It's really Kenny Blankenship, right? <laughs> no, no, oh. it's the other way around. He's <laughs> like, oh. like, even <laughs> I get confused. <laughs> uh, so uh, he comes in and he explains to them that they're all here to play this battle royale. And they're like, fuck you. And he's like, um, watch this video and don't talk. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this girl starts talking. He's like, don't fucking talk. And he throws his knife. And this knife goes right into a right kid's in head. <laughs> fucking forehead. Kills her. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit. As soon as she dies, it appears on the screen. We get like a, a title card. And it's like, whatever her name is, dead. 43 remain or whatever. Something like that, yeah. Kid. This instructional video is pretty funny. Yeah, and it'll keep counting down throughout the movie. So anytime kids die, yeah, it'll there's like a little kill the count on the screen, counting backwards, counting backwards, counting down. Uh, yes, David, the kill count or the not the kill count, the instructional video is good. It's like this, uh, of course, this this like happy woman, and she's all got the uh, like a skirt on, and she's all, "Hey, everybody!" And she's all super high energy. Like you've been chosen for battle royale. You're probably wondering, what is this? How did I get here? I'm going to explain everything. Yeah, it's like a it's like a typical like, you know, you think of like the Japanese like commercials or whatever, like the stereotypical, I guess. I, I mean, maybe they are very typical. much. Yeah, it's that cartoony like Hello Kitty type fucking font <laughs> and shit. Yeah, it's awesome. This is where she explains like how the necklaces work. Like if you try to take it off or tamper with it, it'll explode. It can monitor your heart rate. It knows it has location in it. So it knows where you are. 
uh, mm-hmm. all that shit. And she's like, you're all going to get a bag. The bag is going to contain food and water, uh, some clothes and uh, a weapon. And the weapon is completely random. Some of you are going to have really, really good weapons. Some of you are going to have real shitty weapons. Good luck. Yep. And she basically says, like, you have three days and uh, mm-hmm. out in uh, on this island, there's no escape. We've cleared the whole place. There's no civilians. Uh, one of you must survive. Everyone else has to die. And if uh, a winner isn't uh, determined by the end of three days, all the callers are going to blow up and you'll all be dead. Have fun. Yep. Should also mention that in the back of the classroom are two kids that weren't part of their class. Ah, yes. And they're like these dark, like mysterious figures. We don't know who they are. Looking all cool. Yeah, they're like they're transfer students is what the the teacher says. Nobu, the kid who stabbed the teacher in the butt, he's like, (laughs) fuck you, teach. And uh, he's like, oh, let's see if this collar actually works. So he puts a remote control and the light starts going on this collar and it starts like beep. And he's like, oh shit, get this thing off me. And the teacher's like, I'd stay away from him if I were you. And he's running around and boom, blows up. He did. <laughs> awesome. Shuya's pissed off. He's like, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> anyway, they're like, all right, game's going to start. And they're like, number one, they say their name, throw her a bag. Number, number one boy, say his name, throw him a bag. They go through everybody. And to be honest with you, like, it's just... It's it's basically like everybody gets killed. I think Shuya and Noriko they hook up. Yeah. Not, I mean, they don't hook up, but they hook up eventually. But they hook up and they are kind of partnering together. Yeah, and they're protecting each other. They end up meeting up with one of the mysterious guys who helps them out, and he explains to them that he won this competition a couple years ago. Yeah, Kawada, I think was that guy's name, right? Sure, it, it doesn't matter. He had to kill his girlfriend in order to win. Well, like they had survived to the end. Yeah. And she kind of sacrificed herself essentially. Yeah. They partner up with him. So he's like helping them out. There's other characters, the Gogo, the actress who played Gogo, she's a character in this and she's like uh like a real athletic like jog like runner like on cross country I guess and she's still training while she's on the island, she's just still jogging. Which I thought was kind of funny. And she gets approached by this guy who's like, I've always had a crush on you. She's like, get your little dick away from me. And he's like, oh, no, let me just stick it inside you. Like, these aren't the real words, but he's he's got a gun, right? Or some sort of weapon. He's got a crossbow crossbow or something. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. He's got a crossbow. He's like, I'll shoot you. And she's like, you ain't going to do shit. Yep. And uh, he starts attack. Well, he actually does shoot at her. And the the, like grazes her cheek. The arrow grazes her cheek. So she fucking attacks him. And then she ends up stabbing his fucking dick. Yeah, it stabs him in the dick real good. And then stabs him in the chest. She fucking kills him. Yeah, then kills him. Pretty awesome. Right when she kills him, this other girl, who's kind of like one of the bullies that was bullying Noriko, um, she shows up, and she's got a gun, and she shoots at this Gogo, who goes running, but she does get shot. Yeah. And she ends up dying. Yep. But this one bad girl, like, she goes around, and she just fucking just kills people. She is playing the game. Yeah, she's ruthless. And she goes around. She, like, seduces some guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. And, like, chops their naked. dicks off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't see it happen, but we see her, like, buttoning up her shirt and two naked dude yeah, bodies. Yeah, walking away. Yeah, they're yep. fucking naked corpses. Fucking guys. Even in times of death, guys are like, what? You're going to fuck me? Oh, okay. <laughs> you hit the pause button on this game? We, we all good? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take off my clothes. Now, don't kill me. You're not going to kill me, right? I got a pinky promise on that. We find out some backstory about uh, the teacher. He's kind of like an alcoholic. His uh, family doesn't really like him. His wife and daughter yeah, don't want like nothing him. to do with him. But he really likes this Noriko. I don't know if it's inappropriate or not. I was trying to figure that out, too, because it is weird. Because at one point, he like comes and visits her. Uh, during the game and gives her an umbrella. Yeah. He wants her to win, I guess. Yeah, it was weird. He's kind of a weird fucker. He's got some problems of his own. Um, Most of the students don't really engage in the combat initially. In fact, there's a group of girls that have made home in this lighthouse, and they're all like making dinner and cleaning up, and they're all, oh, it's so happy. Happy time's here, right? It's like you're all going to be dead in a few days if you don't figure this shit out. 
Shuya is there because he gets split up from his uh, girlfriend and that one dude. Uh, oh, and that's got, an awesome he, scene, like how he gets separated. One of the, uh, what was it, the transfer students? Yeah. The, like the attacks and throws a head through the window with a grenade in it and like blows the house up. And then uh, at some point he tries to create a diversion. So he goes running and uh, yeah, he jumps into the water and yeah, ends up getting rescued by these girls who have him in the lighthouse. Yeah, and they have him in the lighthouse, and what happened was is one of the girls thinks that Shuya killed her boyfriend. Yeah, because earlier in the movie, there's a struggle where that boyfriend comes at Shuya with an axe, and in the struggle, that guy ends up getting the axe in the head. And even Shuya at the time is like, did I do that? I don't know what happened. If I did, it was an accident. But she's convinced that he deliberately killed him, so he can't be trusted. So all the other girls, there's like five girls. All the other girls are like, oh, let's make sure you have some food and then we'll all get together and we'll try to find our way off this island. And so she secretly puts poison in the food. That's the weapon that she got. It's like yep. a vial of poison. So she's going to go hand it to him. Well, one of the girls comes on. She goes, oh, soup. And she grabs it and she starts eating it. And this girl's just like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. It takes like two seconds. And this girl's like coughing up blood. She's dead. Yep. And all the other girls are like, what the fuck just happened? It turns into the fucking thing at yeah. this point. Everybody's like, you're, you're the one who did so it. You're the one who did, who did, did it. it. And then these happy girls. This was probably my favorite scene in the movie, actually. Same. Yeah, same. These happy girls are just like, you're a fucking bitch. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. They start attacking each other. They all kill one another. It's like a big except gun for the girl fight. Who, except for the girl who actually <laughs> She's hiding under this. the sink. <laughs> yep. And then like afterwards, she like comes out. She's like, oh, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to. <laughs> She gets out though. She lets Shuya out and she's like, because they had him like up in the lighthouse. Um, she's like, here, you gotta, you can go this, that, and the other. There's weapons downstairs or whatever. And she throws herself off the top of the lighthouse yeah, and commits herself. suicide. Yep. There's a few people who commit suicide. There's a couple that jump off the cliff there's together. There's a couple that hangs themselves. Yeah. There's a couple that hangs themselves. There's this group of three guys who are like really smart and they got this generator. And they started it and they hooked up to the fucking internet. And this kid's like got a computer and he fucking hacks away. into <laughs> he hacks into the um the mainframe, if you will. Yeah, because his plan and is he's just gonna shut the whole system down so those collars yeah. don't work. That's what, that's his plan. Yep. And then they're gonna what they're gonna do is they're gonna shut the system down and they've uh got this this Jeep that they're going to put explosives in that they've like made. propane tanks or something like that. And they're going to drive it right into the base camp blow that of shit the up. bad guys, blow the fucking shit up, and then boom, everybody's home free. So they shut it down, they hack into it, they go start driving away on this thing, and the bad transfer student shows up. This guy looks like he's straight out of an anime, by the way. He does. Like, his hair is all spiky. I thought he looked all... a little bit like Heath Ledger. Like a little My bit. wife was like, I like this guy. She's like, he's cool looking. <laughs> he's cool. Um, but he comes up and he blows up the, the car and in the process of that, like blinds himself because the whole thing just fucking goes to shit. And it like blows up the, the lair where all those guys were working. Yep. Oh, but so, before they blow it up, they do manage to like execute the program uh, yeah. and shut everything down. Yeah. And, uh, that's when Shuya and Noriko and their, uh, was it? Uh, Kawada. Kawada. That's when they all show up and Kawada ends up killing that other transfer student. Yeah. Yeah. They get into a gunfight. Now, Kawada does get shot, but he does take that guy out. Yep. And now it's just those three left at oh, this point. And real quick, something I thought was kind of funny was when the, the hacker guy, when he finally like hacked into the system, because I think he was a basketball player or something, these mm-hmm. like graphics come up on their their screen in the bad guys lair that has like a little uh, animation of a guy playing basketball and stuff i was like this dude at some point cracked the code and figured out he's like you know what though i'm gonna take a little bit of time how much time do we have fellas all right i'm gonna put a little basketball animation in there I'm gonna, write the code I'm for that literally and figuratively dunk on them right now <laughs> but anyway you're right yeah now it's just the three of them left just the three of them left. Everybody else has died. I mean, they've died in a myriad of different ways, and you, you really got to see the movie. To go through everyone would be kind of like be pointless at this point. The bad guys, Lair, didn't get blown up, and they got the mainframe back online. They've bypassed this virus, and they can hear what everybody's saying through microphones in their little collars. Yeah. And so Kawada, they're listening to Kawada talk to Shuya and Noriko, and Kawada says, 
I just used you guys. Yeah, I recognized that you weren't going to kill anybody. You're both weak. So I just kind of used you as cover. But now that there's three of us left, only one person can live and that person is going to be me. Sorry. And they're like, they're like, what about your girlfriend that you told us about? He goes, there was no girl. I Fuck made that you. Shit up. And he shoots them. Bang, bang. They dead. So the game is over and the soldiers are like, well, let's go get the bodies. And the teacher's like, don't worry about that. Just the game's over. Just leave. Which I also didn't understand fully why he would say that, but whatever. Oh, is that what happened? Because I, I must have, I thought they were just going to go to retrieve the bodies or just to verify. They were going to. And, and then he just tells them. Interesting. He stops them and he's like, just go. So the military all leaves and Kawada shows up back at the main camp and it's just the teacher there. And the teacher and Kawada start talking and the teacher's like, I know you were able to hack into, I know you know how to disable these necklaces. You've been thinking about this for four years since you won this the first time. And you did all this to get revenge because your girlfriend got killed. And I know you didn't kill Shuya and Noriko. Yeah, and that's why, that, that's why he didn't uh, send the soldiers to go get the bodies, because I think he already knew. Oh, did he? Okay. That, that makes sense. I guess assumed. that does make sense. Yeah. So Shuya and Noriko come out, and he was absolutely right. It was all a ploy to kind of trick them, like they were talking in the microphones. and Yeah, he just fired holes. two shots, but he didn't even shoot at them. No. And the teacher's like, well... The game's not over, I guess. You're all going to have to die. And he goes, he pulls out a gun and he's like, come on, shoot me, Shuya. And he's like going to go after him and Shuya finally just fucking riddles him with bullets, right? Yeah. <laughs> with a machine gun. And the teacher actually pulls the trigger on his gun and it's just a squirt gun. Oh, water gun. It was almost like he was trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was. Because he even like, has a little monologue about how my wife and my kid hate me and all this shit. And like... Uh, he even says, like, I wanted Noriko to win. He shows her, like, a painting that he had in the room, and it was basically with her as the winner. Yeah. And then, like, as he's laying there dying, his cell phone rings, and he gets up and get <laughs> and answers his phone. And it's his and daughter it's his who daughter. proceeds to chew him out one last time. <laughs> he's like, and ah, he's fuck like, it. fuck you. <laughs> and then he, has, he does have a real gun. He takes that out, and he shoots the phone. And yep. then he dies. And then he falls over dead. Oh, no, he eats one of the cookies that she made, and he's like, oh, these cookies are good. <laughs> dead. <laughs> and then he just dies. The three uh, survivors, they get on a like a fishing boat and they mm -hmm. escape. And I, I kind of liked this scene, too, because the, they ask that um, uh, Kawada guy, they're like, hey, you know how to drive a boat? And he's like, of course I do. My dad was a fisherman. And I liked how <laughs> the first time they met him, uh, he said something like, my dad was a doctor. And that's why he was helping the one guy, uh, Shuya, when he was wounded or something like that. Yeah. And then he made food for him. And they're like, oh, this food is good. He's like, yeah, my dad, my dad was, was a chef. <laughs> So, uh, Kawada goes and he's like, look, he shows Shuya how to steer the boat. He's like, just steer straight. You'll hit land eventually. And then he goes and lays down and he's like, I just, I just need to close my eyes. And he did. Yeah. So then we get a little bit of voiceover of Shuya. Who's like talking about how him and Noriko are running from the law. There's a, there's a image that posts of them being wanted for murder and they're just running through the streets they got like disguises on and pretty much that's the end of the movie really but then there's an epilogue in this version i don't remember this epilogue from the first i one. didn't either and i had to look it up and i think this is just unique to the special edition yeah so the epilogue is basically just showing you some scenes that were in the movie just kind of extended yeah and like what some of the meaning behind it was yeah so it gets revealed that um the girl who was like the bitch girl, the one who was like killing everybody that she was almost raped as a kid. Yeah. Like her, her mom, mom like, like sold took her. money from a guy to like, so he could diddle her or whatever. And she pushed him down the stairs and killed him. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, good for her. Up. I was rooting for her. Oh, hell yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. And they did show ass. that earlier in the movie. So I liked that they humanized her because she had been the villain the whole movie, but then pretty much right after that, she dies. Yeah. So that's it. Shuya, we see his dream of Nobu telling him to take care of Noriko. Again, a scene from earlier in the movie. Noriko and the teacher have a flashback to when they had ice cream bars together. Yeah, and it was like right after he got stabbed. And she confesses to him. She's like, hey, I took the knife and I kept it like as a souvenir. I don't really know why, but I did. And then the teacher says this. He says, in this moment, what should an adult say to a kid? And that's the end of the movie. Really and fucking And that's the weird. end of the movie. And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know if he's like, 
you're a kid. I shouldn't have a crush on you. Or yeah. I don't know if he's like, I don't know what to say to you because I just don't know what to say. The world's gone to shit. Like, yeah, I, I didn't quite understand it either. I'd like to think that he wasn't a perv and that he just liked her like a daughter. That's kind of, that's what I wanted to believe also. And that she also viewed him as kind of a father figure type as well. Yeah. And cause she was like a good student, but yeah. that's, that's what I think it was. I just don't think it translated well. Like yes. literally, I don't think it translated well. Like I think if, if we would have spoke Japanese and not, saw this movie more, without it being dubbed. Yeah. Would have made more sense. Or read the book, maybe. Yeah. Or did any research whatsoever. But that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Now, um, like I said, I had seen this movie before. And my biggest problem with the movie, the first time I watched it, and even this time I watched it, was the length. Yeah. I think this movie's about a half hour too long. Talking about the two-hour version? Yeah, I I agree. Even the first time I watched it, I remember... I remember, I think I fell asleep the first time I watched it, because I was like, okay, at about (laughs) an hour 15, hour 20, I'm like... Okay, when, when are we going to wrap this shit it, up? Yeah, it is rather repetitive. It is. However, the concept of the movie, the filmmaking, we watched the this dubbed version, and, and that was okay. The acting was a little bit the whatever. Voiceovers, it, yeah, the voice work wasn't very good uh, as far as the acting goes, but the acting on screen was very good. Yeah, that's what that's what I yeah. Uh, meant. Yeah, the voiceover wasn't that good. Um, but overall, this is a good movie, one that I would recommend people watch, uh, especially if they have never seen it before. I, I think um, it's it's a really good movie. I'm not going to go as far as Tarantino and say that it's my favorite movie of like <laughs> fucking all time. Yeah, It's not his favorite movie of all time, but um, I would give it... Uh, I'm going to give it three Pamela Voorhees heads. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, I really like this movie. I agree. I think it's a bit repetitive. One thing I wish they had done, and I'm sure it was more of a budget thing, but during the instructional video, like she talks about how everybody's going to have different weapons, and we only get a glimpse of that like right at the beginning. Like some people have like crossbows. Uh, Shuya has a a trash can lid that he uses as a shield at one point. Is so it it's a pot lid. A pot actually. lid. It's yeah, even, it's small, but <laughs> he actually does use it, and it is effective. It is. <laughs> but what I would have wanted to see was I would have wanted to see a better variety of weapons. We mostly get a shit ton of guns. And different yeah. types of guns, but I thought it would have been cool, like if somebody had a chainsaw and someone had a flamethrower, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And someone had like a javelin. I would have liked to have seen more, and I think you could have done more creative kills and deaths with different implements of destruction. Um, and I think that would have broken up the monotony of gunfight after gunfight after gunfight. Oh, the other thing too, not to cut yeah. you off, but the other thing too that is really repetitive is everybody who's not the main character, when they're about ready to die, they go up to somebody and they're like, who do you love? Do you love me? Do you have a crush on me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. always had a crush on you. You never told me you had a crush on me. Oh, we're dead. Well, it's a bummer because I'm dead now. Yeah, that's that's every single character. You're it's right. almost there was a lot like of that. that. Yeah. There, it, that was too much, but go ahead. Uh, and then... And again, this is probably more of the special edition. Uh, the epilogue stuff at the end, like you said, uh, maybe it was a translation thing or whatever. It just didn't work. And I wish the yeah. movie had just ended with them, sh- you know, on the run, like after yep. the uh, after escaping the island. That would have been the yep. perfect ending. Uh, I thought the stuff tacked on was just it was like, oh, that's probably how it ends. Like, yeah. In the first it, time it was, I ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. And I'm glad that like that's the special edition because I think the theatrical <laughs> version is the way to go because the other stuff doesn't yeah. really add anything. Um, yeah. But I really like this movie as well. I'm going to go a little bit higher than you. I'm going to go three and a half on this one. Okay. Yeah, All I think right. It's cool. So overall, three, three and a quarter heads. And a quarter. So the Swearwolves would say, check it out. This is at two. I just think you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast or beginning of this review. This is two weeks in a row. We've done foreign movies. Look at us. We're so what booking. country will we visit next week? <laughs> Tune in to find out. If you have any suggestions for movies that you would like us to review, or if you just want to tell us how big of assholes we are, you can always contact us. How can they contact us, David? Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, YouTube, Hive. Uh, search the Swearwolves on all those platforms. Uh, you can go to Instagram, where we are, the Swearwolves podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com. Uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Vic Romano. And I'm Kenny Blankenship. And we'll see you next week. Gila douche.
I'm ready now. <laughs> Dude, that sounded like a turd hitting the water. <laughs> Put your drink down and gloop. I couldn't do it again if I'm I gonna, tried. I'm going to edit it into the episode so everybody thinks you were taking a shit while we were talking. <laughs> Here, I'll give you something to put it in. Oh, God. <laughs> Gloop. <laughs> David, are you ready? Yes, Brett. Yeah.